Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michael C. here with your boy, Chip Tunin. What it do? I'm, you, you have to just laugh at a certain point. <laughs> um, I, I'll be straight up honest. I didn't expect a win at all. Um, That was bad. That was brutal. There was n- – you could clearly tell who the better team was. Um, there was no fight. There was no response. Uh, the quarterback play was was abysmal, in my opinion. Um, I know that there's – like I, I like Jalen Hurts, and, yeah, he's, he's going to be next year's guy, I'm pretty sure, but uh, that was bad. I, I was scared the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one there? Like, is that crazy of me to think, like, oh my god, I don't want him to touch the ball? It's not that I was scared. It's it's just I had very little confidence. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I didn't want him to be throwing the ball. It just seemed like every decision was bad. Passes were behind guys. They yeah. were late. Uh, that one play with Devontae Smith wide open shouldn't even have been intercepted. It should have been thrown earlier. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of um, just missed missed opportunities. Um, you know, the play calling was pretty poor overall. Um, the execution was, was poor. Um, just in all phases, offense, defense, and special teams even. Um, it was just uh, it was a bloodbath from the beginning. And now we have to uh, deal with Tom Brady again for the rest of our lives. I mean, he's got to retire at some point, right? No. I am 100% honest. Tom Brady will play as long as he physically can. So, what, 60s? If he actually can play until he's, like, 60, that would be... Probably the most incredible feat I've ever seen a football player like actually take up. I mean, he like could though, right? <sighs> There's nothing saying that you can't. However, it would probably be detrimental to his body at a certain point. Mm. Well, all he eats is like quinoa and salad and crap like that, so. Yeah, he's going to drink kombucha and, you know, eat grass for dinner. Yeah, just pick it out of the ground and eat it. Yeah. Well, that's the season. How does that make you feel? The season, yeah. It's, uh, again, you know, we didn't expect to win, but just the, the way that it happened. Um, it was bad. It was you bad. Know, I, I wanted to see something. And, you know, even if the Buccaneers won by 14 and – it was close most of the game and it looked like they were going back and forth. That's what I wanted to see, but I didn't see that either. Yeah. And that just shows me that our schedule was cake. And that's the only reason we were there. Yeah. I mean, listen, our schedule was very easy. Second half, especially. Um, but you know, we, we beat the teams we should have beaten for the most part, which is a good start. You know what I mean? So, I'm not, you know, people are kind of overreacting to this a little bit, 
you know, saying Jalen Hurts isn't the guy and, and, you know, some people are saying they want Sirianni out and, um, well, that's the look and you have to sit back on this before you say something. We're, we're, we're a young team, right? And like I said, we beat the teams we should have beat, which is a good start for a young team. Now, next year, you got to come out, get better and then start beating the teams that, you know, start beating some of the good teams. Um, so this all season is going to be a huge, especially for, for just everyone, for everyone. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, Sirianni, the front office. I mean, everyone, every, this, this is a huge, huge off season, um, for, for, for this organization. So, you know, we got to see how they handle it. You know, it's going to, I heard it's going to be a really big off season for Jonathan Gannon. Um, that would be the, I really hope it is. Yeah, I'm not really sure why uh, teams are interested. But, I mean, if they are, you know, good for him, man. Um, you know, he did he did an okay job, in my opinion. You know, he wasn't spectacular. He wasn't horrible. Um, at times, he didn't look good. At times, he looked great. Um, so, overall, I think he just did an okay job. And, you know, if te- some teams are interested in him, then by all means. Well, we're really going to get into the whole game during the lengthier part of the podcast. Um, That's really what we're going to talk about today. We might touch upon the Sixers a little bit, but uh, the day after the big loss in the playoffs, I think that's what we have to talk about and what went really wrong for the most part from the beginning of the game. And, you know, I, I really think that after watching yesterday, uh, Jalen Hurts is still the guy, but that play was poor, in my opinion. For sure. That can't happen. And the inaccuracy behind guys, short passes, late passes, it, and the t- on top of Jalen Hurts. Not everything was his fault. It just seemed like a lot of things went bad. Speaking of Jalen's, Jalen Rager. Quite possibly had the worst game I've ever seen someone have in my life. Mm-hmm. This is a team that had Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. I I think I'm more angry at Jalen Rager than J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm on the same page. Because, you know... The talent level, it's just not there. And I'm actually starting to feel bad for the guy a little bit. Not his fault he got drafted. But, it, you it's know, bad. It, it is really bad right now for him. I think it's all mental with him, honestly. Um, I think the talent is there. It's just all mental. I mean, he's done basically nothing his first two years in the league. Um, you know, the fans are letting him have it, understandably so. You know, I think it's all mental for him, honestly, right now. Um, you know, the 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 two the two botched punts. Um you can I mean the first one, you know, the win I mean Nick Sirianni said the win, but again, I'm not 
you know, I'm not really buying that. I think, I, I think the, the major thing for him is just all mental. Um, and it's unfortunate, man. Um, you know, obviously he's, he gets compared to Justin Jefferson. And again, that's rightfully so. Cause he got drafted one spot in front of him. Um, but you know, with that on top of just poor play, you know, the fans getting on him, I think it's just all, it's all mental for him right now. Yeah, let, let's pick this conversation back up in the bulk. Um, for now, I got nothing left. What'd you say, Chip A? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. And for the final time this season, let's get in the huddle and talk some birds. Go birds. Go birds. Yeah. Go birds. Well, I'm going to open the conversation with the Jalens. Okay. Let's start off with Hertz. Yeah. He showed all of his deficiencies yesterday. Oh, yeah. All of the things that we have criticized him for, that most people have criticized him for, were on full display. Big time. Inaccurate down the field. Inaccurate short passing, too. Late and behind guys. Mm. Devontae Smith was open quite a bit, and he just wasn't even looking his way. Uh, There's so many flaws right now. And this is coming from someone who wants him to play next year, too. So before you say, oh, you're just a Jalen Hurts hater, you know, take your head and put it even further up your own rear, okay? We all saw what happened. It was bad. Yeah. If you were an Eagles fan and you were sitting there having the time of your life watching that, Every single time he got the ball, I thought it was going to get picked. Every throw was bad. High. Dallas Goddard is what? How tall is he? 6'5", 6'6"? Yeah, something like that. He was throwing it like three feet over his head. (laughs) Into double coverage, too. Yeah. I don't. And I'm not even like a big X's and O's guy, but you shouldn't do that. And he was just making mistake after mistake after mistake. I didn't even know what to say. Yeah, it was, it, it, you know, it kind of got to a point where you're just like, all right, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's, I, I don't know. Um, but you're right. I mean, you know, it's a lot of the same problems that he's had. Um you know, really since college, uh, you know, it's, it's the, once again, it's the decision-making, it's the inaccuracy, um, just the same stuff, man. You know, the, the decision-making is still not there. Um, so it, it was just a poor, it was a poor game overall, um, for him. 
Uh, even Nick Sirianni said it, you know, he's like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It, it wasn't Jalen Hurts' best game. Um, you know, he made, uh, made a lot of mistakes, a lot of missed opportunities. Um, you know, if you follow, uh, Dan Orlowski on Twitter, you know, he kind of went over some plays where, uh, Devonte Smith was open or Dallas Goddard was open and, you know, he just, he kind of either ran out of the pocket or just, you know, decided to go elsewhere. So, um, you know, like I said in the, in the, in the beginning, um, this, this all season is going to be absolutely huge for Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, in an, in an interview, he said, my, uh, my, my third year starts tomorrow, which is now today. Um, so, you know, he, he's definitely the type of guy that is willing to put in the work. Um, but, you know, we'll see if he, if he addresses the right things. And um, I still think that he, he could be the guy for us. But, and it's a big but, it, there's a lot of work to be done in order for him to be considered the guy for me. You're absolutely right. I think that's the reason, and we've heard it all year long, no matter how many news reports or fans on Twitter say, oh, I want Jalen Hurts to be the guy. We all would rather him improve and be the guy in the future, but the front office is not sold on him because of all these flaws. There's so much that needs to be improved upon. Is it worth their time to invest in that, or should they try to win now? And as much as we hate Howie, any GM would make that decision. Well, here's the deal, right? You know, you got to look at what's happened. You know, he, he... Despite everything, you know, despite the schedule, you know, being, you know, easy in the second half, you know, he still did lead you to the playoffs, right? Yeah. Which is no small feat. It's not. I mean, and I know they extend the playoffs. I know there's an extra team, but still, you know, he he, he led you to a playoff spot, mm-hmm. Um, you know, albeit, you know, he didn't play great in the playoffs. And but listen, he's 23 years old. You're. When you look at this team, and again, I know I I just said we made the playoffs, but there's a lot of holes other than quarterback that need to be addressed. And you have three first-round picks. This this year's draft class in terms of quarterbacks is not the best. Now, will there will there be a few guys maybe that come out and have good careers? Sure, but there's not, you know, this the the Trevor Lawrence, the Joe Burrow you know, even the Justin Herbert of, of, of this draft class, you know, there's not that, there's not a guy with that type of talent coming out. So in terms of that, I think you got to, you got to fill your holes now, you know, work with Jalen Hurts this off season, see if he can continue to develop. If he can't next year, then yeah, go out and get another quarterback. But I think you got to give him next year as well. And like I said, like I keep, I'm going to keep saying it. This offseason will be absolutely huge. But he does, he has to put in the work, and I think he will. I think he's mentally, he will, and he's there. And um, but he has to fix a lot. And if I think if you're the GM, you know, if you're if you're Howie or Jeffrey or whatever or Mr. Laurie, whatever, you can you you say okay, you know. Is he perfect? No. It does he have a lot of stuff to work on? Yes. But we we need to work with this guy and fix our other holes first. So 
you know, I, I did. I was I was reading up on potential draft options. Um, like you said, that there isn't really a Joe Burrow in this draft that's going to go number one. Um, but there are a couple quarterbacks who might be worth taking a chance on in the middle of the first round. And where do all of the Eagles picks sit? Middle of the first round. If there is one of these promising younger quarterbacks that they believe might be a good chance for them, and the, and he falls to them, what do you think of that? Like a guy like a Kenny Pickett. Listen, if, if and you know, like it, this is just me seeing this on the internet. This isn't yeah. what I want to happen, right, right, but right. we do have to talk about it because we never know. If I'm running the team, and again, I know I'm not, but if I'm running the team, I'd, I'm not taking a quarterback this, in this year's draft. Do you think they will draft a linebacker? In the first round? Yeah. I mean, I want to say yes, but this team's history, they just, they don't, they don't value the linebacker position. So, again, if it's me running the team, yes, no doubt. But it's Howie. So, I mean, honestly, I'm going to say no, probably. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on from the quarterback talk. I mean, yeah. again, uh, if, it's me, if it's me, I'm I'm not taking a quarterback, but I don't know like how I don't know how he's mentality going in to this year's draft. I don't know. You know, this is probably the least we've talked about the drafts as much up till this point, uh, maybe because we actually made the playoffs for once, but yeah, uh, not for once. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't think we were going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. And after last year, you know. It was we were talking about the draft in, you know, December because, you know, we were just that we were that bad. Uh, you know, I think that they should utilize these three draft picks. I, I do worry that they're going to try to trade for a quarterback. I don't want them to use all three of those picks to trade for a guy like Russell Wilson. Uh, definitely not Deshaun Watson, because as soon as they do, Deshaun Watson's going to get arrested and jailed for 25 years. Um Allegedly. Right. I mean, you know, you can't, again, with, with, with how many holes. You can't take a chance on that. You can't, A, you can't take a chance. And B, with how many holes you have, you, you just can't give up that much, that much value. Yep. Yep. So. Well, let's move on uh, to Jalen 2. I don't want Jalen too for a reason. <laughs> so look, I said this earlier, uh, right before the Rocky music, Jalen Rager had the worst game I've ever seen an Eagles player have. <laughs> he muffed how many punch chip? Two. Two. Yeah. It was so bad, it was to the point where it wasn't just Eagles fans lambasting him on social media. It was everyone. Yeah. The amount of memes I saw that had him in a McDonald's hat. Mm. I personally don't think he is a talented NFL wide receiver. You disagree with me on that. 
But every single opportunity he's had to prove to me that he does have talent and should be in the NFL, he has failed to live up to expectations. So what do you see and what is your defense of Jalen Rager in this? Well, like I said, I think it's all mental. Um, I think he does have the talent. I think they're again. I, you know, speaking from experience, and I go, I'm, I, you know, I'm not in the NFL, obviously, but you know, speaking from someone who's gone through a lot mentally, and I know you've gone through a lot as well. You know, I, you can kind of speak to this. You know, when you're, when you have a mental block or whatever it may be mentally, it can ruin everything. It can ruin every aspect of your life. And I know I'm getting, you know, a little bit down in the dumps here, but that's how, that's how bad it can get for people. I mean, we saw it with Lane Johnson. He literally could not play football because he was dealing with depression and anxiety. You know, maybe for Jalen Rager, maybe it's not depression or anxiety. It's it's just it's just you know, from all the fans, you know, being compared to Justin Jefferson every minute of every day, um, you know, all that coming together and now coming to a boiling point. Um, you know, you know, people are going to disagree with him being a first round pick. Obviously, I do as well. But he, you know, everyone had him ranked at least a second round pick. So the talent was there. And it's not like talent can just go away. Um, There's a reason they took him that high. So I think the talent is there. I just think with everything going on, again, with the comparisons, with the poor play, you know, and now this, um, I just think it's 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 gotten to him mentally. I really do. Okay, now let me rephrase. Uh, It's not the fact that I don't think he has any talent at all. I don't think that he was as talented as the group picking him thought he was. Uh, We talked about this off microphone, but let's talk about it on microphone so that people can kind of delve into what we do talk about while we're not recording. Is he... He's just not a good route runner. He gives up on plays a lot. I haven't seen any improvement in him, and I know he was hurt for a good amount of last year, but I don't see anything that's salvageable with him. And I I mean this wholeheartedly. I'm not trying to just be a dick and rip on this guy and tear him down further, but for the love of God, you're not helping yourself muffing two punts in a playoff game. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, he's not helping. But what's um, the redeeming quality when you have a quarterback that can't throw it accurately downfield if you are a deep threat, too? Well, that's the problem. I mean, you know, coming out of college, he was a deep threat. He wasn't really asked to run a lot of routes. You know, he was just kind of be like, all right, you know, go deep and beat your man. That's that's, you know, basically what he was what he did at TCU. Um, so even coming out of college, you know, he was not a good route runner, but, um, so he just wasn't asked to do that a lot, but again, 
you know, and, and that's another thing, you know, that adds on to the mental block. He's been hurt a lot, you know, last year and, and even this year, too. He's had he's had a couple things. So I think that even on and on top of that, you know, can even add to it. So. You know, am I saying he should be on the team next year? No. Um, but he probably will be if, if JJ still on the team. So, um, you know, I don't think I don't think the front office is ready to give up on him yet. Um, most, if not all, the fan base is. Um, so we'll see what what happens this all season. This, you know, and it's not his fault that he gets compared to Justin Jefferson so much. That's Howie's fault, right, for picking in there. And exactly. you know, honest to God, all of that truly should fall on Howie. And I know we bash Howie all the time, but he put Jalen Rager in this position where he has to live up to the limelight and the superstardom that is Justin Jefferson for the rest of his life. Yep. Forever. Even after he leaves the NFL. Yep. Even if he has a Hall of Fame career on the Eagles or elsewhere. Yep. It's always going to come down to that. Exactly. Howie Roseman is the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles. He should know how the fans are. We are not the nicest people. Hate to say it, guys. Especially when we don't think you're doing well. We let you know it. There obviously was some disconnect. What what could have happened there? I, I don't – even if he was talented coming into that draft, he wasn't more talented than Justin Jefferson. No, no shot. And it's and now the kid's got to suffer for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From a mental standpoint, I get it. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, could you imagine? You have this obelisk hovering over you every single day. I know, man. It's unfortunate for him. I, I I really do feel bad for him if if that's the case, you know. Um. It's really a shame because there's well, in terms of that there's nothing the kid can do. You know what I mean? I mean, let's get back to the playoff game. No, nothing good came from targeting Jalen Rager or having him returning punts. Yeah, I think they're just trying to. They were just trying to get him involved. Um, you know, they, they hear what the fans are saying and they're, ter- they're trying to, to, to get them involved somehow. So that, that's, that's really what it comes down to. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I think he's going to be on the team next year. Probably yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think jokingly I said at least uh, JJ Arthago Whiteside has proven somewhat that he can do something when it comes to blocking. <laughs> but look, it, it does come to a point where I understand that there's mental blocks too, but I'm also not getting paid millions of dollars. Um, I don't know what it's like to have a crowd of 55,000 people, 60,000 people yelling at you, booing you. Um, can't, can't be great. Um, but that's also, part of what you signed up for 
I don't know. I don't know what his future holds, but right now it's pretty bleak. And I think the rest of the fan base wants him gone. Yeah, for sure. It's right now. It's it's um, yeah. I mean, Jalen Rager. It, it it does look bleak for him. It's unfortunate, but um, you know, when, when you do nothing all year and then you come out in a playoff game and and muff two punts and do effectively nothing, then you know you're gonna hear it. So it's unfortunate, but it's ha- it happened, and now here we are. Oh, boy. Yeah. Look. I mean, that's not the only bad thing that happened, though. It's not. Let's, let me say one thing, and then we can close up the Jalen Rager topic for the day. Does he deserve criticism? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does he deserve some of the things that people are saying online? No. Yeah, I mean, draw a line. There's a line that right. everyone should know. Exactly. You shouldn't tell people to do things that are horrible and horrific. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just what the internet is. It's un, it's un, I, um, I know, yeah. but when you got tens of thousands of people telling you to like play in traffic, yeah, like, what the hell. That's a, again, that goes back to the whole mental thing. Um, just just so many things on top of each other can be very very debilitating to a person um you know even if you're and again you know i know you said they get paid millions of dollars but you know Uh, for that i'm more referring to the booing on the field yeah and like the fans in the stadium definitely that that's one thing right but don't say something that you would punch someone in the face for saying to you or a family member Right, exactly. Just be respectful. Yeah. Can, if, if you said you had a horrible game, you right. shouldn't have muffed those punts. Right. And you, you critique his game. Right. Everything Don't. that he did wrong. You know what? What's he supposed to say to that? You're right. But if you say something that's ridiculous, right. which the internet unfortunately does. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no place for, for some of the things that have been said about him. And that's that's not just to Jalen Rager. People say that to everybody all well, the time. On the yeah, I mean that's just that's again that's just the internet. I mean it's a especially fortress. the cesspool that is Twitter. Right. <laughs> I mean yeah, if you were you know if you're on Twitter after a game like that, then you know you're going to get negative comments. So, um, but again, that's you know it was just it, that's one of many things that unfortunately went wrong yesterday. All right, so let's move forward from the Jalen's. What was another thing offensively that you seen that that you seen that you saw that could have been improved upon, and how the Eagles didn't really execute? I mean, they they didn't get Devontae Smith involved at all, and they waited to the third quarter to get him involved. I'm pretty sure he had no catches at the half. I mean, Devontae Smith is arguably your best player on the team. I mean, I know, you know, Dallas Goddard had a, had a nice day. You know, Dallas Goddard is definitely up there. But Devontae Smith didn't do anything in the first half. 
you you had you had to get him involved early, and they didn't even look at him. I mean, the the plays weren't even called for him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's crazy to say that, but he's he's a rookie, but he's he's arguably your best player on on the team. Best receiver for sure. No doubt. Best and it, this no comes doubt. up to the offseason, too. Okay, you sign another wide receiver like a Chris Godwin, right? Yeah. Well, who cares? You're not going to use him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, that, that, Greg Ward will have a 900-yard season <laughs> and no one else will get used. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no offense to Greg Ward. He's he's all right. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. That's it. Yeah. He's not a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was really weird. And and the same thing with the run game, man. Uh, they just and again, I know you know they were down, you know, pretty much. I think it was the first drive they scored, so they were basically down the entire game. They were yeah. down the entire game basically. So, you know, but to, even despite that, you know, even if you're down, you still got to run the ball, man. I mean, that's the reason you're in the playoffs is because you ran the ball so effectively and then just abandoned it completely. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. that was weeks one through, you know, one through seven Eagles, not the rest of the way. Eagles, if you know what I mean, like it was just offensively, it was very, very bad on just all accounts. The pass game, the run game, you know, not getting Smith involved, um, you know, not getting not not running the ball. I mean, you have, you know, you have Sanders, you have Howard, you have Scott, even, even Gainwell. I mean, all these guys are good running backs and you just, you couldn't, you couldn't get the run game going at all. Um, so just pretty much in all aspects of the offense and really the defense even too. Um, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the Eagles day. Defensively. Yeah. Why was Darius Slay not on Mike Evans the entire game? Yeah, I mean, I just think that the way the defense is run, um, you know, Darius Slay stays on the outside guy, um, you know, and then in Tampa Bay's offense, you know, Mike Evans plays in the slot sometimes or he plays outside sometimes. So um, to me, I think Slay should have just followed Evans wherever he went, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, but that's just the way the defense is run. Um, you know, they, they keep Slay on the outside. They keep Maddox on the inside. You know, Nelson plays the other side outside. So it's just the way the defense is run, unfortunately. Um, I think they should have made adjustments, but obviously they didn't. Um, you know, they, they you know, they, they 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 did get to Tom Brady a few times. I think he had I think he got sacked like four times. Um, but if you're going to beat Tom Brady, you know, you, you got to be in his face every single play. Um, but that's also Ryan Kerrigan shouldn't be the only guy getting pressure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Derek Barnett played his last game as an Eagle, no doubt. Um, you know, he had a rough in the passer call on Tom Brady, of course, because he always yeah, does. You know, I, I will look, it's Derek Barnett, so they're going to call it, but that wasn't yeah. rough in the passer. Yeah. I just think the way, the way it happened, uh, I think they had to call it, but of course it's Derek Barnett, you know, they so have they're to, going to call it. Right. Of course. So, uh, but um, no, there, 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 no, there were a couple calls that I disagreed with that holding call on Jason Kelsey oh, was BS. Yeah. That was brutal, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean it's Tom again. It's it's Tom Brady, so they're gonna call it. Unfortunately, so um, 
but yeah, Derek Burnett played his last game as an Eagle, no doubt. Uh, he will not be with the team next year. Uh, just, just never really worked out, you know. Um, Good old Eagles, right? Every, every, every year we expect them to break out, and just it just never happened. Uh, so, you know, that's, Look, it, it, this goes back to the Eagles' history with just yep, we're drafting and. Well, the, you can add this to the list. Uh, guess who was taken 30th overall that year? Derek Barnett's draft? Yeah. Was that 17? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. T.J. Watt. Really? <laughs> co-owner of the NFL sack leader uh, in, a, in a season with Michael Strahan. That's funny. Went 30th overall in 2017, the year we took Derek Barnett at 17. How good? How good would T.J. Watt look in an Eagles uniform, huh? The world may never know, <laughs> and they will. They will not know. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't get enough pressure. No. Uh, Mike Evans. Pretty much was open all the time. Gronk was wide open in that in, in during that touchdown pass. There was no one yeah. within 15 yards of him. I mean, how? He, I mean, he's arguably the best tight end to ever play, and you're going to leave him wide open with nobody in sight? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care what the play call is. If there's no one following you, you get your ass over there. He's the greatest tight end to ever play. It, it, it was bad, man. It was really bad. I mean, Tom Brady got whatever he wanted. Hey, you I know, mean, too, the, the second quarter seemed great. I mean, hell, Keyshawn Vaughn and Gio Bernard ran all over us. I mean, that's that's how bad it was. Giovanni Bernard, man. Giovanni Bernard, really? <laughs> Like, okay. I kind of wish Lenny Fournette played. I know, right? This way I could be like, ah, oh, it's Leonard Fournette. He's good. Right. But it's it's Giovanni Bernard and Kishon Vaughn. Half the people who, Vaughn. Most of these people who are listening to this podcast, which is like five people, don't even know who he is. Uh, can we talk yeah, about the hurt. interceptions? That hurt, man. Can we talk about well, the interceptions? No, I don't want to. We have to. I don't want to. All right. When Devontae <laughs> Smith is wide open and you, th- you you wait too long to throw it his way, mm-hmm. that pick was demoralizing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, if we score there, it's a, it's a different game. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's 17-7 going and a half. You get, you, you're getting the ball at, in the start of the third, third quarter. It's a different game. But alas, Jalen Hurts had to wait for the exact moment that a Buccaneers DB would be there. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. I mean, he just has to throw that ball earlier. I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, there's no, there's no other way to put it. He has to, he has to throw that ball earlier. You could say that again, man. Um, 
The wind is howling outside, by the way. So if you hear that, I apologize. Um, And then the other one, I think, was tipped, maybe. And then picked off. I mean, that one, you know. I don't know. I mean, you just got to you got to throw it better than that. I mean, you got to get it over the defender if you're going to try and do that. Um, I mean, I think we turned the ball over three times total. So, you know, Jalen Rager's two picks and then one of the Rager punts that he muffed. I mean, he, he muffed the second one, but he got it back. Thank God. But it didn't mean anything at that point. So, um, you know, turnovers, of course, killed him um, along with basically everything else that they try to do. Um, so, you know, there's not much to say about the game, man. It was very demoralizing. It was very uh, just saddening. And um, and like we said earlier, you know, we, we didn't expect to win, um, obviously, but we did expect, you know, the Eagles to come out and fight. And it just seemed like from the beginning, they, they just were, were outmatched on every, every level. That game, the Buccaneers would have won 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. But, you know, and it, it just it, it just hurts in terms of the, of the way that it happened. You know what I mean? So uh, nobody expected, you know, the Eagles to just lay down and, and give them the game like they did, unfortunately. So. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about about this game? Uh, anything big that we missed that we weren't paying attention to while talking? Um, I think we've covered a good amount of it. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about Nick Sirianni at all for the play calling. No, I mean, listen, the play calling wasn't great. I mean, it really wasn't. Um, I, I just, I'm not really a fan of, you know, the the sideline passes and the and. You know, the screens, you know, I mean, you can do it, but not every other play, man. I mean, you got to your goal is to get to the end zone. I mean, go towards the end zone, not to the sideline. Uh, You know, I'm just I'm not a fan of those type of calls. Uh, I'm just not. Um, Again, you can do them, but just just not so frequently. I mean, the the defense is going to know what you're doing at some point if you just continue to do the same thing. Um, so when, I mean, I, I just, I'm not, I I don't like when they call those plays. I just don't look, I I don't. And then again, we mentioned the run game and, you know, not getting Smith involved. We mentioned all that. So, I mean, that, that definitely falls on, you know, the coaching staff. So, uh, and then, you know, same thing defensively, man. I mean, it it was the same thing as the, the, the first time they played this, the season. I mean, Tom Brady got whatever he wanted. Uh, and again, I know they got to him a few times, but other than that, um, they were virtually the, the pass rush was virtually non-existent. So, you know, um, I know our secondary is pretty decent, but when you're not getting when you're leaving Tom Brady time, he's going to pick you apart all day long. Yeah, I mean, the problem was too. this game really just demonstrated all of Jalen Hurts's faults for sure. And like, I, I know I'm reiterating that point, but it showed that he doesn't make the wisest decisions and you know how do i how do i word it he's very limited as a passer for sure for sure i i listen the uh, accuracy man it's just yeah it's it's the accuracy man i mean people are saying the arm i think his arm is fine i think i mean again you don't have to have this humongous rocket arm to be to be an nfl quarterback not every quarterback needs to be josh allen but exactly but you have to be accurate and right now he's not 
Um, but listen, accuracy can be taught. I mean, we saw it with Josh Allen. Josh Allen came into the league with his rocket arm and not very accurate. And now you're seeing him put 47 points up against a really good defense in New England. And he was accurate. So it's something that can be teached, but it's very, it, it takes time one and it just, you have to be patient. Um, but again, that's not, that's not his only flaw. I mean, again, it's his decision-making. He's too quick to, to get outside the pocket and run. You know, he has to make his reads better. You can't focus on the number one option and just, and then just run. You can't do it. You, you need to look at every option and if everything's covered, then you can run. But he's too quick to be like, uh, option A is covered. I got to run. You can't do that. Um, so to me, that's that's probably the two biggest things that it needs to do is, is the decision making as a whole and just the accuracy. And again, that's something that can be fixed, but it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of work. And I again, I think he can do it. I mean, I, he, you know, he's shown in the past that he's willing to put in the work. Um, but this is going to be a humongous offseason for him. Just for, for everyone involved, Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey, I mean, for everyone, the whole organization, that they, they have to have a good offseason in order for this team to be successful for, for, the, for the long haul. Dude, you're right. I don't know. What do you want me to say here? I'm sad. Are you sad? It hurts, man. It hurts. I mean, listen, anytime you lose in the playoffs, it's going to hurt. Um, but it wasn't. Well, wait, I actually do have something positive to talk about. The Cowboys lost. Yeah, that, listen, that definitely le- that lessened the blow for sure, especially um, how it played out. I drove home in this. Let me tell you guys a story. I drove home in the snow from our buddy's house where we watched the uh, Eagles Bucks game. Now, that car ride was not fun for two reasons. The Eagles lost and I was PO'd and it was yeah. massive. The storm was terrible. Yeah. And I mean, it. I, the crazy part is I woke up and there's no snow on the ground, but right, my car slid for about 35 yards <laughs> while, while I was trying to break for a red light. So, uh, well, moving forward from there, I call Chip because I didn't get to the TV yet to see what the Dallas and the 49ers score was, and he's just cracking up laughing. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? He's like, you didn't see that? So, I mean, like, no, what happened? He's like, they called a QB draw and the <laughs> clock ran out. The Cowboys lost. <clears throat> and so I'm looking online. All the Cowboys fans are like, oh, it's the refs against us. It's like, well, I mean, you probably shouldn't have called, called right. that play. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, literally when it happened, I left. I, I was by myself watching the game. I legitimately laughed out loud. I, I was I was baffled. I was like, what are, what are you doing? I mean, even the announcers, you know, Jim Nance, I mean, Tony, listen. Jim Nance and Tony Rumble were on the call, right? And they were, Jim Nance was like, what are they doing? And Tony Rumble was like, no, they planned for this, don't worry. And then like three seconds left and Tony Rumble was like, oh no, they're not going to get this off. And they didn't. And then Tony Rumble was like, no way, they didn't get it off. And then they had to wait for like five, like five minutes for the for the ref to be like, yeah, the game's over. And when he said that, everyone went nuts. And Teddy Ramos like, oh my god, they didn't get it off. That was planned. I'm like, there's no way their season is ending like this, but it did. And I was, 
I was so happy. I just, thank you, God. You know, the Eagles game didn't go as planned, obviously. But that definitely lessened the blow, for sure. Look, I, there are a few things. I know you're not a huge Stephen A. Smith fan. I love Stephen A. Smith. I think he's hilarious. I think he does what he does very well. One of my favorite things that Stephen A. Smith does is just ruin every single Cowboys fan's day the day after they lose in a playoff game. Yeah, d- yeah. he was on one today. It was hysterical. <laughs> he had Michael Irvin on the show, I'm pretty sure, and he was just oh, showing a montage of sad fan photos <laughs> and laughing at his face the entire <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that aspect i definitely i don't listen i don't hate Stephen a smith <laughs> same thing with shannon sharp because if you saw his tweets talking uh talking talking about skip they were hilarious dude there was the one with spongebob where he's like me yeah. waiting for skip yeah. to get to work today <laughs> oh. and it was spongebob following squidward to the door <laughs> sliding <laughs> along the glass <laughs> Oh my god. Oh what life is better when the Cowboys lose. You know? It just it just is. I think that's for everybody. I mean, yeah. Even Cowboys fans. <laughs> Dude. It's just there's so many of those fan pictures. Oh my god. The, look literally a lady was crying and there was like Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. There was um the the one with the guy hugging his girlfriend who had the star chain. Yeah. Was the funniest one that yeah. I saw. And if you <laughs> have more, <laughs> tag us in them. Yeah, I want to laugh. Yeah, definitely. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious, man. That's gold. F the Cowboy. Oh, well, see, the whole the whole podcast wasn't depressing. Yeah, see, you know, we're getting we're getting better. We we have been better. And you know, actually this one hasn't been like our usual playoff loss format where we usually just bitch and moan for about 40 minutes. Yeah, l- listen, I, you know, in terms of everything we've said, you know, I'm somewhat optimistic. I really am. I know it's crazy to say, but. I think my biggest concern is just like, I don't know where the front office sits with Jalen Hurts yet. That's the only question I have. And and that and how he needs to hit on these three first round picks. He has to. And 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 I don't. That's the thing. I don't trust him. Right. I don't know if he can. That's that's the biggest thing I'm worried about. No doubt. It, he he has to hit on these on these first round picks. You know, you did the trade last year, you know, to get these picks. You traded Carson Wentz. You traded with the Dolphins. Now it's the time. Now you have the picks. Now now it's time to go out and hit on them. And I don't but, know. But the cap clear too with Carson Wentz's contract off the books. Right. Yep. So you have you have money. You know, you can go out and sign guys that you need. You know, it doesn't just have to be the draft, um, but 
you know, this team I really has think they can start Chris Godwin with a bag. Yeah, man. I mean, give me Chris Godwin, give me Allen Robinson. You know, I'll take one of those guys. I mean, there's other, you know, there's a lot of uh, free agent receivers that are, I mean, Devontae Adams, but I doubt he would come here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, this, this year's free agency should be, um, should be pretty good for the Eagles. Uh, cause like I said, now we have money and, you know, we have money and picks. That's what you want. So we'll see what Devontae happens. Adams and Devontae Smith. That would be sick. Dude, that'd be a sick number one, two punch. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm excited thinking about that possibility, but Yep. Knowing that it's not going to ever come to fruition is the thing that breaks my heart. <laughs> hey, man, you never know. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. Is this Aaron Rodgers' contract year? Uh, I think it is, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. If he leaves Green Bay, absolutely plausible. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Or Devontae Adams will just follow him wherever he goes. I don't know. but Could be here. Maybe. Probably not, but... Probably not, but you never know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check into that. I, I haven't seen whether it's his contract year or not. Yeah, I, I think... I don't know. Maybe it's... If it's not this year, it's definitely next year. But I don't know. Whatever. Well, I we think we've see. reached our destination for the day. You have anything to add? You know, uh, not... Of course, not the, not the way we wanted the things to end, but... Um, I'm slightly more optimistic than most right now, um, and I'm lo- I'm looking forward to the offseason, so we'll see what happens. All right. Well, the bandwagon, Philly bandwagon, the Eagles bandwagon has pulled into its parking spot for the offseason. Yep. I'm going to dust it off draft time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon on there. You can find us on Anchor. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phltheBandwagon at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to help you out and uh, get on that other site. Um, you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan on Twitter. You can also follow the Philly Bandwagon podcast at the PHL Bandwagon. Um, we do share weekly polls on Twitter. Feel free to interact with us, share them, retweet them, like them, tell us we're dumb, tell us we're smart. We love it. Um, yeah, you can also find us on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon and go to the Weg Shop to find your TBW merch and support us and support PHL Sports Nation. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, getting cold out there, so you can get your nice TBW beanie. They're pretty sick. Or hoodie. And a uh, nice TBW hoodie. Yes. They rock. They do. They're very comfortable, by the way. My TBW hoodie is – I sleep in it sometimes. It's very comfy. It's soft. Yeah, it's like a blanket. It's like a, it's one of those hoodies that you know the soft hoodies that like usually get too tight around um, your waist, but they're super yeah. comfortable. This one is like that, except it's not super tight around your waist. Yeah. So it's really enjoyable to wear. Yeah, it's actually like like really good quality too. So like I am talking about my merch, so you buy it, but I'm also telling you that it's super comfortable. It's actually yeah, it's like good good quality and. 
it's just a comfortable piece of clothing. So, yup, go get it. <sighs> All right. We have reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. And unfortunately, this is the last Go Birds for a while. So, Go Birds. Go Birds.